Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Atlanta, what's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, we certainly did. And thanks to all the pitchers of you guys enjoying some ice cold. Hey, man, L, get it, guys. It is that time of year for you to be enjoying the original OG or the watermelon lime. Now, Mike, as we get started today on this Monday, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting to find out where Derek Carr is going to end up. And Derek Carr has made his decision. And Derek Carr is going to the Saints four years, $150 million. And all of a sudden now, I hate to say it, Falcon fans, but they're better than we are. And they're better than we are because they have an experienced quarterback who at least knows this league. Desmond Ritter, for all that we like about him, does not. This is a quarterback league. They had a good defense last year. We thought quarterback play was their downfall, and we were right. Because, listen, they wouldn't have signed Carr, Mike, if they thought right. the, the red rifle was going to be the guy to step in there and take him to the promised land. So they have to feel like now this is their division to lose. Yeah, and I know that, uh, like, like everybody else, it was the Bucks, and then a lot of meh in the NFC South last year. And I know that, you know, their defensive line, they may lose Marcus Davenport. Maybe that's a net win for them. Uh, you still got Cameron, uh, you know, you like, you still got one of the great uh, pass rushers out there in uh, Cameron Jordan, but he's getting older. And then Kamara's getting older. And Kamara may be in the Hooskow. And you got a lot of stuff going down in his life. I begin to wonder if you can still beat them. I know what you're saying. They got the best quarterback right now in the division, hands down, because Carolina doesn't have one. And the Bucs have got a, a got a, a bunch of guys that have never really been the man. So you've got to you got to look at the Saints now and say, how do they draft? See, this is, this is a big draft. You could argue for the Saints. They've always found a way, Carl, to make the money work, even when it looks like they had no cap space. That's yeah. like one of the things they've been doing for years. So this deal, by the way, I mean, what, what are we talking about, uh, Turtle and, and Bo per average year? What are we talking? He's getting more than he was getting with the Raiders, right? I mean, ultimately, this is a bigger deal than what he got with the Raiders, which again gets us back into this whole quarterback conversation about what Lamar is going to get. And, you know, all these other guys that we're talking about in free agency, Garoppolo, uh, whether Geno hits the market or not, we're going to find out. Tag day, by the way, is approaching. Right. Falcons need to make a decision on Caleb McGarry. So per year average, Turtle says it's $37 million, Mike, for Derek Carr. And that's not a bad deal when you consider that the, you know, what Kyler Murray's getting, what uh, Lamar Jackson may or may not ever get, what Deshaun got. So, yeah, it's about right. You know, he's like he is a guy that's better than Garoppolo, I think, in most people's estimation. Aaron Rodgers is such a damn unknown quantity right now because I just don't know if you're getting the you know Aaron Rodgers from three or four years ago. Is he's as the skills diminishing? 
Is he a guy that just can't do it for you in the postseason like he used to? Maybe that's the Jets. Now the Jets, if you feel that's where it's going to happen, that's kind of the, the die is cast, right, since Carr is off the market. No doubt. Uh, it is a big deal because we've been waiting. We're going to see where some of these other guys fall, but it's in our division, guys, which makes it such a bigger deal. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The other news dropping today, Calvin Ridley reinstated by the NFL. Now, what this means for us, because that's all we care about now, we know he's not going to be here, is that we get Jacksonville's fifth-round pick this year, conditional 2024 pick two. That's a fourth-rounder. So for Ridley, depending on his 2023 season, it could end up being a 2024 third-rounder. If he signs an extension, it'll be a second-rounder. I know that's a lot of info, but the bottom line is we're getting compensation for Calvin Ridley being reinstated by the NFL. And hypothetically, to your point, the better he plays, the more stuff we get. You know, as far as they're, they're more likely inclined to give him a bigger deal, and then uh, the compensation rises. So, and look, we wish him well. I just, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't get what I thought I was going to get from Calvin. We always had a good relationship with him, but at the end of the day, he really quit on this team. And, you know, the, the stuff with gambling, we've explained it. I know some folks, they have a hard time saying, well, the NFL does work with gambling. Yes, but you still can't bet on the game. Can't believe, uh, make people believe the game is no better than wrestling, Carl. So, that's why they come down hard on it, and now he's back in the game. We wish him well. It could be a hell of an offense with Trevor Lawrence building off that playoff experience. Now you get him in there. It's going to be interesting. He's got weapons, uh, and Ridley should be motivated to show mm-hmm. the league. Right. Guys, remember, he's still playing for his next deal. Correct. So that's why you're betting on the come with Calvin Ridley. 404-741-0929 is the phone number. Uh, again, follow Mike at Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Him Up. See Dukes, this radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. Stay up on everything that's going on, guys, on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and across all other social media platforms. Now, as we talk a lot of football today, and we will, Mike, coming off the combine, who just crushed it? Who killed the combine where you, over the weekend, you said, Wow, if I could have that guy on my team, I would. Mm. And the irony to all of this is the guy that everybody has questions about crushed the combine, and now he's got me wondering, Mike, if I could get this guy on my team, I would. And I'm talking about Anthony Richardson. (laughs) I know. And it's so crazy when you think about six wins in his college career, less than 55% completion package. But, man, you see the athleticism and you see all the things that he's able to accomplish – it's and we spoke with him at the uh, at the uh, SEC media days. He's an impressive dude to sit down and talk to. He's almost like a, an even faster, I guess you could argue, Cam Newton. Cam Newton obviously had a pretty good run, was an MVP himself. He would be electrifying, but it's just I, I have a hard time reconciling his inconsistency in the college game. Just go look at the one season at at, uh, at the Gators. One game he looks like all world. The next game he looks like he's ever played the position. Yeah, I, look, I think he's going to need time, um, but it's hard to pass up that talent. Mm. And somebody is going to roll the dice, and I think he's going to go higher than we expected. Um, Does that mean we pick him? I don't know. They talk to him. I I don't know. I mean, here's the deal. The Falcons talked to a bunch of quarterbacks this weekend, and if we are set on our quarterback, a lot of people say, well, why do they talk to these quarterbacks? You talk to everybody. But I'm not telling you that it's not out of the question that you look at that talent and you go, how do we pass this up? He crushed this. This guy has special athleticism. That if you put him at the quarterback position, Mike, he's got a strong arm, and you you give him better coaching and allow him to, to grow with the touch right. and those touch passes and those easier passes that he needs to be better at, this guy could be dangerous. It's not about where he's at now for me. It's about where he's going to be mm. in four or five years. And there are some similarities. You just touched on it with Cam Newton. Cam could throw that ball 60 yards on a line, and then he could also miss a guy in the flat. Like, just like looking like I'm looking to you, just like two or three feet away. So that's something. Can you coach him up? 
and getting the right system because no one debates the physical skills, and that's why it was eye-popping. Bryce Young is 5'10 and a half, and a lot of people say, look, Kyler Murray's the same. Yeah, but Kyler Murray can run. Bryce Young doesn't run like Kyler Murray, and that's why a lot of folks are saying it's not a lock that he would be the first overall pick. C.J. Stroud put together a – they said it was flawless. They said everything he did as far as throwing the football, it was smooth. It, it was. was. It was, didn't look forced. It was easy. Yeah, I – listen, my pecking order still right now, uh, and I've said it, I'm not coming off of Bryce Young being the most talented quarterback. The guy with the most upside is Anthony Richardson. But if you want a guy that's going to start immediately for you and, and maybe – Take your team to the next level. C.J. Stroud's in this conversation. The problem with Stroud, guys, and this is not me saying this, the scouts are concerned about whether or not he can progressively read after one read. Mm. A lot of these college players, man, these quarterbacks, Mike, it's what they do. One read, and I'm going there. If it's not there, I'm going right. to the other guy, and that guy's usually open based on the coverages. It's not one, two, mm. three. I got to go back over here and make sure this guy's open. Okay, it's not. I'm going to hit the flat. There's a lot going on there in five or six seconds, and so that's the concern. But listen, at Ohio State, we talk about this, Mike. All those wide receivers were so good, these guys were open all the time. That's correct. I mean, everybody is all world. They're putting guys in the first round, just like Alabama is. They're putting big-time receivers at Ohio State almost every other year. And we saw that Chris Olave was the last guy to go do it. So it is interesting. Uh, you look at the guy and you look at the skills. If you watch two games, if you watch the Michigan game at Ohio State, you say, I'm never drafting this guy. If you watched him against Georgia, you'd say, wow. Then Georgia's had to throw, let's be honest, they had to throw the kitchen sink at him and yeah. bring multiple blitzes to get, get him off the spot. And that's when the scoring stopped. It's going to be a fun draft, guys. Quarterbacks, uh, four in the first 15, four in the first 10, four, five in the first 20? I'm going to say five in the first 15. I think, someone's, I think someone's going to fall in love with Will Levis. I think there's going to be some other guys. I think you're going to see all the big quarterbacks we've spoken about go. And the big question now is, we now know definitively, I read Peter King this morning in his column, the, uh, the Bears are not trading Justin Fields. That's not happening. They, they said, look, they see the skills. They, they play to his strengths, and he improved. Obviously, he's got to get better as a more consistent passer. But the Bears are in the catbird seat, Carl. They're going to be able to trade down. They may be able to trade down twice. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Texans may have to jump up just one spot. Remember that game where Lovey Smith won that game? That's what it cost him. The Colts are in. Carolina apparently is in. Tepper is done with retread quarterbacks. He wants uh, a star kid out of college. So all those teams could give the Bears what they want at one. Be interesting to see how it happens. 404-741-0929. We got a lot to chop up. Atlanta United got robbed this weekend. We're going to talk to Jason Long- Longshore coming up here in about 25 minutes. Also, we will continue our conversation about our Hawks who are back in action. That was ugly, by the way. That first game in Miami was Ugly. It looked like a repeat of games, you know, four, five or three, four, five, you know, against the against Miami. At times, Trey struggles in Miami. Part of the reason Dejounte was brought in here was to kind of mitigate that. Be really interesting to see how uh, Coach Quinn Snyder can figure this thing out because Miami has really made Trey's days miserable against the Heat. All right, we're going to tell you how bad they were in Game One tonight. They get a chance at revenge. Our coverage begins at seven o'clock. Tips at seven thirty as they take on the Heat. We'll come back and hit some headlines next on Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game. People wondering how in the world were the Saints able to, you know, sign a guy like Derek Carr for four years, $150 million. Um, Mike and I were just talking about this. Listen, the restructuring of the cap, um, paying guys up front, right, turning, you know, bonuses into signing mm-hmm. bonuses or uh, salary into signing bonuses. There's just ways to maneuver. The, the, none of these teams are trapped unless you were in the position we were in, right. where you had so much dead money that you, there's nothing you can do about it until some of that money comes off the books. But year in and year out, Mike, 
The Saints have been able to do this. Mickey Loomis, the general manager, they, they have been able to maneuver hell. When Terry Fontenot was there, they were in cap hell, we thought. And every year they put a championship caliber team out there. Right. We talked, I think, on Friday. Jarius Bird was a free agent signing for $40 million when they were like technically $20 million in the hole. Well, right now, again, I get it. It's confusing. The Saints technically are $17 million in the red on the wrong side of the cap mm. before the NFL year begins by March 3rd and all the things that move and the machinations you talked about. So it's confusing. It's, you know, to me, it's the only thing the NFL doesn't get right. It's so it's the same thing with the uh, NBA salary cap. The average Joe, unless you are a you went to M, you wouldn't go to MIT for finance. Well, somebody who goes to school for finance <laughs> and maybe you have a degree in engineering too can figure it out. All right, 404-741-0929. A lot of guys hitting this up going, I don't know if the Saints are the best team. Listen, I'd love to tell you guys, and I hope we get there, where hands down there's no questions about the Falcons being the best football team in this division. But when Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers, it changed the division. You might have thought we were right there and maybe we would compete. Brady put them over the top. Right now, I feel that way about Carr. Now, I'm not telling you they're going to the Super Bowl. But I know a lot more about Carr than we do about Ritter, guys. And that's that's kind of where this is. It's not downplaying what Ritter may be. Um, and hell, we don't still we don't know what they're gonna do in the draft as far as quarterback. Again, I want to tell you they're not gonna draft one, but I'm not a hundred percent positive that's now, not gonna happen. Now it's funny, the uh, the free agency market is not exactly the big no, the biggest, most star packed free agency name, but Names are out there, but names like Khalil Mack are out there now. And that's certainly, I mean, Falcon fans are lighting me up as soon as they saw that information. Hell, Cordero Patterson, CP just tweeted out, let's go get it. He said, let's go get Eric Kendricks (laughs) and Khalil Mack to the Falcons. Well, I mean, from, you know, Cordero's lips to God's ears, right? Or to Fontenot's ears, I suppose. (laughs) Let's go get it. All right, uh, more on this coming up. Also, we're going to talk to Jason Longshore here in about 10 minutes about Atlanta United. Draw on Saturday. It was a fun match, but one where you felt a little bit cheated. We'll get Jason's opinions on what he thought about that. And also, Mike, a little bit later in the show, we're going to get into a conversation, ironically, that you and I have talked about numerous times, believe it or not, over the last eight or nine years. And that is, will we ever get hockey again? Listen. I'd love to get hockey back in Atlanta because it is one of the major four, right? You talk mm-hmm. about the NFL, right. Major League Baseball, the NBA, and hockey. I love MLS, and I love what we do with Atlanta United. But to get hockey back, Mike, puts us on a different plateau when you start talking about cities with all four major sports mm-hmm. and what it does for our city that's so eclectic and has so many people from other places around the country. Um, we can support it. But we're going to get into this because Mike was like, where is this coming from that it's getting all of this traction? Right. Now, we did get the rumors back in October. Mike Conti and I did a podcast about the hockey history in, in Atlanta and all the things. Look, we, Atlanta spirit screwed the pooch, and the NHL was never going to take things over. But we'll talk more about it coming up later in the show. Check out the podcast. I put the link up at Mike Bell ATL. But the idea that John Butchagross, who, of course, you see on ESPN cover the NHL, when he puts stuff out there on social media, a lot of people go, aha, well, John knows something that we don't. So, again... It may be somebody out of town because I don't know many local billionaires who want to buy an NHL team and buy a stadium and build one. So that's going to maybe it's somebody we don't even know about. But I, I'm skeptical, but everybody wants this car. They want to wish this into existence that are so, so hardcore like I am for hockey. Yeah, it would be good. Uh, and there's nothing bad about this. And I don't care where the arena is and all of that. There's nothing bad about this. It's my favorite sport. I've told you guys a million. I can't lie. We played more hockey and roller hockey than anything else. I just love it. I went to two hockey games the last three weeks. I'd live for it. Now, eventually, though, at some point, Carl, you put it up in the Northern Burbs. Again, we'll get into it. The location. Everybody seems fixated on the 400 corridor for this project. But, again, it just seems like a pipe dream to me right now. Let me ask you guys this, and then we'll get to some headlines. 
Has the Braves' attendance dropped since they moved to Cobb? That's a big no. Turtle behind the glass. Bo Morgan, executive producing. Let's hit some headlines. Strap in, youngins. Hitting the headlines with Dukes and Bell. All right, let's start first with the Hawks uh, because it was ugly. Mm. They lose to the Heat. Um, on Friday, and and here's the deal: they got a night off, right? They got a night to mm. kind of you know relax, should I say? Saturday, um, last night they got a night off. Tonight they are back playing against the Heat. And Mike, part of the issue was when Trey and DJ combined. Trey had eight points, DJ had ten. You're not going to win a lot of games that <sighs> way. So we've got to find a way to get our stars more involved tonight. And, and again, they had a chance to maybe practice. Uh, I don't know what the schedule was down there with Quinn Snyder. But the Hawks, this is what the final play sounded like. So your final score again from Miami, it was the Heat 117 and the Hawks 109. Yeah, and there was just nothing going right. I bet the only guy that was doing a nice job was Sadiq Bay. Uh, Bam Adebayo looked like freaking Bill Walton meets, I don't know, Will <laughs> Chamberlain. I mean, it couldn't stop him. And you already you, you talked about it, the the same things that they did to bracket Trey. Now, Trey just had a miserable night shooting. Nothing nothing could fall, and, and DeJounte was about the same boat. Meanwhile, the Knicks have won nine straight. That we, game, that overtime, second overtime win against the Celtics was pretty impressive. It's a big win, man. They're rolling, and we keep talking about us. When are we going to go on a run? When are we going to go on a run? The Knicks are going on their run. They're trying to improve mm-hmm. their, their standing in the Eastern Conference, and I think they're going to, Mike. I think they're going to potentially move up a spot. The other thing now, and I said this to you on Friday's show, we were talking about Quinn Snyder evaluating what we've got. I don't think John Collins is in the long-term future for a Quinn Snyder coach Hawks team. No? No. I, unless it's just coincidence. I just think, hey, look, you know, we know that Capella does have his limitations here and there, but uh, 16 minutes for John Collins the other night, I'm just beginning, and I'm just wondering, I'm just begin- I have a feeling that they, they're, he's going to look at that situation and say John Collins is kind of a man without a position on this team. What about Griffin's minutes? And that's just it. I was, like, kind of hoping that they – and uh, it's a DNP. <laughs> so, that was the first night. We were under the impression maybe you steal the first game in Miami, then you party your ass off and you lose tonight. Now they got to do it in reverse, and hopefully they dial it in and figure out how to get Trey some shooting space. Yeah. It's uh, – he's. I think he's just figuring out what he wants to do mm-hmm. with these rotations and how he wants to play guys. I don't. Is John injured, by the way? Is his finger still bothering him? I don't know if John's injured or not, what the circumstances are. But Quinn will figure it out. The finger is still an issue for John Collins, but I just I, maybe just Bay, fit, even though Bay is a little bit smaller in size, stature-wise, positioning on the floor. Yeah. And if, if Capella's in the post, then Sadiq Bay takes over John's minutes. He shot the ball well uh, against Miami uh, the other night. I think he had mm-hmm. 20. But yeah, yeah, 22, you're right. Yeah, I want to see Bay shoot the ball a little bit more. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Headlines brought to you by our friends at ATL Live Well. Low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down. Call ATL Live Well today. Don't just live, live well. Hey, NFL Combine, everybody's talking about the dogs. Dogs dominated this thing too, Mike. Um, when you look at the guys that we thought would perform well, from Keely Ringo to Nolan Smith, right, all these guys did a really good job. Once again, draft night is going to be dominated by Georgia players. The one guy that people still are wondering about whether or not it's affecting his draft status is Jalen Carter. I do not think it will, guys. I don't think at the end, when we get to the draft in April, that this is going to affect where he ultimately ends up. I still think he's a top 10 pick. That's right. where he was going to be anyway. Right, and I just think the, the only other thing I, I got from this weekend, listening, I watched some of the combine and I heard some of the things that were said, and you can take this with a grain of salt. Is the things that Todd McShay that he said back in December, which I thought was a big bunch of nonsense and there was no way to prove it, Carl, are some of those things actually accurate, right? And then you get into 
Kirby and the Georgia program going like this and giving the Heisman to Jalen Carter and the fact that he's no longer a dog. And, and then I was thinking there's going to be this whole kind of like, oh, program run amok, national, pro, national news story about all the things that are going on. And are they just going to, are they going to make that narrative? No, Jalen Carter's just irresponsible. And really, that's not, that's not indicative of what the Georgia football program's all about. So, listen, we know a lot of these guys didn't even attend, didn't attend the parade. A lot of these guys immediately left from the championship game and went and kind of started doing their own thing and preparing for the combine. I mean, I thought once a dog, always a dog. Right. I mean, I hear you, and I get that. But if you're trying to distance yourself from this, Kirby still answered those questions. I think it was Friday when he did the yeah. interview uh, with ESPN where he was asked about whether the culture is what it is and you know how they're trying to help people. He answered the questions, but I don't know. I, 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 I'm curious to see where it goes from that standpoint as far as the backing and support that he may or may not get from the, the, the dog football program. Once a dog, always a dog, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. I thought. Hey, let's hear Will Levis. He looked pretty good as well. He's got a strong arm. Um, he's got one of the strongest arms in this draft. He was talking about, you know, what he wants to do once he gets his chance to be in the NFL. Physically, I just say my arm talent. I think I got one of the stronger arms that's come out of any draft class in recent memory. And then just who I am as a person, kind of my morals, what I stand for, my values, and just letting them know how much I love ball. I mean, my goal is to win more than anybody. I want to be the greatest of all time. I feel like you're crazy if you don't think that way. All right. Look, look you want confidence. Heard him in another interview say, I've got a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> he, like he does. He really does. I like it. Um, other guys, Deontay Banks, a corner. I know it would not be sexy, and a lot of fans would go, oh, no. But his stock is rising from Maryland, as is Christian Gonzalez, Carl, from Oregon. So I'm beginning to wonder, maybe, just maybe, there's a corner sitting there and he's the best athlete available based on how our Ooh. general manager has drafted previously. I, listen, don't, be too, don't be too surprised. I'm okay with that. Are, are we you okay it. with that? We do technically need it, but it just seems like, you know, the edge rushers, Nolan Smith, I was, I mean, a lot of folks were kind of crestfallen when Chuck Smith said Nolan Smith's got to be the right fit with the team because he's still a kind of a tweener. You know, even though he did these ridiculous numbers at the combine. Yeah, you got to use him the right way. Uh, I agree. What was he, 238 was the, the weight, I think it was, and that was one of the things that you talked about or Chuck did the other day with us. Hey, Atlanta United, it's a draw. We're going to talk with Jason Longshore, but this was the final call with Mike Conti. Now it's locked up along the touchline, knocked down for a throw, and they will blow for full time right there. The first draw of the season in Major League Soccer and what would have been – a game-winning goal for Atlanta United, controversially ruled out offside. These teams will settle for a 1-1 draw. Mm. Yeah, I mean, have we ever really used VAR since the first year we used it, right? Have we ever used it correctly, seemingly, in MLS? It doesn't it's like, feel, there's a hesitancy to use it. I just, it's just, I don't know. We'll talk to Jason about it because it's the one thing that's the most ticky-tack, and it's such a big momentum shift, and it, you feel like the rug's getting pulled out from under you. Yeah, it doesn't feel that way. Jason Longshore will explain what went down at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and we got a chance to see your ghosts. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. celebrates Women's History Month. Fearless females shaping the future. Like Glennon Doyle. Clear to the penalty spot. Headed and popped up in the air. Edge of the six. Hedges. Clears. Out to Almada. Top of the arc. Cuts back to the left. Almada. Back to the right. Loops it to the back post. Header. Off the post. And it's scored by Yorgos Yakubakis. Offside. Flag comes up for offside. Yeah, it was uh. not... Ideal, to say the least. Atlanta United draw over the weekend. Jason Longshore is here, analyst for our Atlanta United. You heard him on the call with Mike Conti here on Dukes and Bell. And um, that particular call, take us through what you saw and what you think should have happened. It's such a close call. When when you see the replay, when you see it live, I mean, it's a bang-bang play. The, the cutback from Almada. And that ball, it's just so hard to time that properly. Porata's on the back post, and he's trying to hold his run. Defenders are trying to step out. It came down for me to Porata's right upper arm, because remember, the handball rule changed a couple years ago. used to be the top of the shoulder, everything down. If it hit that, it's a handball. Now it's like more around the shirt sleeve, like half of the upper arm, roughly that you can play the ball with. So that's your point that you're trying to draw a line to the back foot of one of the center backs from Toronto. And the angle that we saw is not straight on. So it's, it's almost impossible to tell with the naked eye because it's that close. The AR put their flag up. And, and like I said on the full-time report, I think it's one of those situations that if it's called a goal on the field, I don't think the replay changes it. And with it being called offside on the field, I don't think the replay gives you enough. The only way you would know is the system that's in England that everybody gets mad about all the time because they use the Hawkeye technology that actually draws the line. Like they plot where the cameras are in every stadium and it draws the lines and it's a lot more accurate than our eyes are. And it will tell you if it is, you know, a, a quarter of a centimeter on or off. It'll it'll get down to super detail that we just can't see with our eye. It's a close call. I'm not that bent out of shape about it because, I mean, it, it's a 50-50 call either way, in my opinion. So VAR technically got it right? Even though you said I don't the, think they the got English, it wrong. English systems that, would have been more thorough and would have given us a, a better angle, but the VAR is all we had to go with. Yeah, I mean, the the thing that I would like to know that I don't know, because we only saw the one angle on the broadcast, 
And I, I love what they're doing with the additional cameras with, with Apple TV. I love how it looks. We, it, we can see it better than we did before. Just the quality is better. It's great. But you don't have a camera right online with that. So you're looking at it from an angle. And we only saw the one shot. I don't know if they had another angle. I don't know if they had a reverse angle. I don't know if the video assistant referee had something that we didn't see. And that's the only real question I have. But if you're just going with looking at it and judging it, I mean, I think it's on, but it's so close that I can't tell with the naked eye because it's not lined up. Jason Longshore, our guest. We're talking Atlanta United guys. Uh, tough match over the weekend against Toronto. What about Rosetto, though? He scores his first goal for the club. Man, everybody, I think, is always talking about Mateo Sosetto, and he doesn't do enough going forward. He had three shots in this one. He forced a big save in the first half. Uh, all three shots on target. Gets the goal. Yeah, takes a couple deflections. I think the second deflection actually corrected the flight of the ball from where the first one took it off the flight. Um, he played well. You know, I mean, this is a guy who is one of the best passers in the league, and it's not just passing sideways or passing back. He's passing the ball forward. He had some big switches in this game. His long passing is is excellent. But like I said, coming into the season, if you can get all of that where he's been one of the best just pure holding, linking midfielders in the league, like an eight, a box-to-box midfielder, if you can keep him doing that and add – six goals and assists a year, not six of each, but six goals plus assists, six goal contributions. If you can add that per year, then you're talking about one of the best two-way midfielders in the league. And, you know, he's got one on the board now. We'll see if he can continue to do that going forward. I know we've talked so much in the last couple of years. Uh, Darlington Nagby was a glue guy. We always come back. So you're talking about that kind of role? Yeah, we talked about that um, a few weeks ago, Mike. Like, I, I think, you know, when you look at Nagby at his best, he was getting you six goals and a, six mm-hmm. goals plus assists a year. That's really like the high end of, of what you're going to get out of Nagby, who is seen as the best in the league in that role. Hosechu is right there in terms of comparison. I think Hosechu is a better defender, personally. Uh, he's a little bigger, you know, a little more physical. He, he's a better defender. He's not quite as good in that final third. He's good at getting you into the final third. But in the final third, around the final third, getting the assist, getting the goal, Nagby's just a little bit better. And that's really the difference. Let's talk about all the things that we did well, right? We dominated possession. Uh, We got shots on goal, shots on target, our crosses, all the things we always talk about. But we didn't get the result. But you have to feel good about what you saw, right? Yeah, I think you do. I think you should feel really good about this team after the first 180 minutes we've seen because you've seen out of 180, what, about 30 or so with the front four that we expect to be starting most games this season with Yakimakis, with Etienne, with Almada, with Adarujo. That group's got to build some chemistry, and I think this week is a really big week on the training ground for those guys to just get to know movement of one another, get to know, you know, kind of how players like to receive the ball. I thought Yakimaki's getting into Atlanta late Thursday night with the work visa in hand, jumping on the training pitch Friday. It's kind of a lighter session anyway. Jumping into the game on Saturday. Like, physically, I think he's fine. You know, I, I don't know if he can go 90 yet, but I don't think he's all that far off. Right. Um, I think it's more like the sharpness 
You know, you just you lose that when you're not playing games regularly. So give him a little bit of time. Etienne, I think, better and better each week in terms of of creating things in the attacking third. And and going to talk about referees. The decision that Etienne didn't get a penalty. Mm. That's a little more of a a question to me. I didn't think it was live. Seeing the replay, I, I thought, okay, maybe there is something here. They did look at it. It wasn't given eventually, but. You get all those guys on the field together, and I think things get much better in the attack at solving what San Jose and Toronto have done. We've seen it over the years often. Teams come into the bins and either get an early goal or they walk in the door and they say, we're going to try to keep them off the board today, and we'll put nine guys, ten guys behind the ball if we have to, and you have to find a way to break that down. And again, one of the things I think we said last week going into this is uh, the goalkeeper for Toronto. We're talking about the uh, 1-1 draw. Could should have been 2-1, but we already talked about replay. But Sean Johnson's a really good goalkeeper, isn't he? Yeah, best, best play he made wasn't even a save. I, I thought the best play that Johnson made was across from Lennon from the right side that Andrew Gutman's on the back post. He can he can put it in with his with his belly. He can put it in with his chest. He can put it in with his head. He's wide open on the back post, and Johnson somehow gets his right hand to it and knocks it over the crossbar. It was an amazing play, and you're talking about a guy who had 14 clean sheets last year. Was with the U.S. Men's National Team at the World Cup. Brookwood High School graduate Sean Johnson, you know, showing out back at home. Well, listen, we know about good attendance. Uh, next up is Charlotte. And when you start talking about coming out and showing out for your city, Charlotte's done that. What about the club itself? What do we know, Jason? They haven't picked up a point in their first two. Um, kind of weird first two games. And, and look, it's been a weird preseason for Charlotte. And we, you know, we all know about the tragic passing of Anton Walks. And, and that's going to affect the team emotionally. There's just no way that it can't. So they lose the opener at home on a late, late goal, uh, kind of unexpectedly from Henry Kessler from New England. Then they have to go to St. Louis in the opener for St. Louis City in their new stadium, brand new team in the league. Charlotte got up first on a nice goal from their new signing up top, Enzo Capetti. But an own goal, a penalty, and then a big defensive mistake, passing the ball back, picked off in a goal. It, it's a weird way to lose. Charlotte, I think, is still really connecting the dots from everything that has happened to them so far in 2023. They're going to be poised for a breakout. I don't know if it's this week. The good thing for Atlanta United, though, is Charlotte's at home. They're going to be hungry, and they're going to play. They're not going to put nine, ten guys behind the ball. They're going to try to play. There's going to be space to operate in, and Atlanta has to take advantage of that. All right, man, so it should be a monster crowd. I know a lot of United fans will be going up 85 because, obviously, it's a big turn to a big rivalry, yeah. and that's what Tepper wanted, man, when they kind of threw it down when they came down. So, again, just to review, Yorgos Yakamakis off the bench again? I don't know. Maybe I don't starts. know. I'm Maybe not starts. ruling it out okay. to, to say that he doesn't start. Okay. Hmm. Yes, please. Well, we'll see. Uh, I like the I like the way the club's playing, though. I, I do. Uh, I can't wait to see it all come together. It's going to take a little time. Next match again, guys. As we look ahead at Charlotte coming up Saturday, Jason Longshore. Appreciate you as always, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, guys. Cool. J- Jason Longshore, analyst for Atlanta United. Again, uh, it was bad calls, um, and and the VAR thing. You just think they're going to get it right, and it doesn't play out that way. I thought we got cheated out at least one goal. Yeah, and for guys who don't follow soccer, in a nutshell, you know, we heard Roger Goodell say, "There's nothing wrong with the refs." <laughs> NH- NFL refs and NHL and MLB, everything—they're light years ahead of this pro referee, which is this. Conf- <laughs> 
<laughs> this this confounded referee association, which <laughs> provides the uh, refs for the MLS action, has been rough. It's, if you've been watching over the years, it's tough. All right, coming up, man, we got a lot of NFL news that has happened already today. The franchise tag uh, day is approaching. The deadline nears. Cowboys franchise somebody. And we're waiting to see if the Ravens are going to do the same. Mm. Derek Carr has a new home. And Calvin Ridley reinstated. We'll talk all about it coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.